I'm Tommy Beardmore. I'm Adam DiCarlo. And welcome to Before the Break, a podcast for actors, by actors, brought to you by Working Actor Pro. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, we have another episode of Before the Break. Adam, drinking, Hi, sorry. Hi, hydrating. Some water. Good morning to you. Hello. Good morning. Um, you know, we're going to do some things uh, a little differently today. You know, we, we you and I have had um, episodes where it's just you and I, no guest, and we're chatting about whatever. And the past episodes, what, we, what have we had? We've had um, imposter syndrome. We've talked about the common rejection at actors. Yes, and rejection. Rejection. Very, very important things. So what I would love to talk about, which is actually something that um, I sent out a a huge community-wide email to to all the people involved in like Working Actor Pro and the podcast and everything. And I said, what what are the things that are really, really difficult for you that aren't getting – acknowledged in like workshops or acting school or whatever. And they seem to, there was an overwhelming response talking about the audition process, the submission process, the tape process, and how they're not getting through. They're not either getting the submission, uh, like the breakdown, the ability to find it, um, to, when they do submit, they're not hearing back for the audition. And if they do, they're sending the audition and then they're not like hearing anything back at all. Um, so there are, obviously a wide array of reasons why an actor doesn't get chosen, but I would like to focus on the avoidable elements that actors can um, be aware of that are ruining kind of their tapes. So Natasha and I are casting uh, a couple of projects actually in the last, in the last say month, and we're getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of submissions, right? And you yourself, you've directed two projects of your own and you've, essentially helped cast that those projects as well. You've seen tapes come in, you know, the, 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 you, well, you know what, actually you, you, you nope, uh, didn't cast, do any of that. cast in instantly because you knew who you wanted, but let's be honest. You, you've been in Judy Henderson's, you've been to the workshops, you've seen how, how things go and the tapes that come in. Um, and for those who are at home who have not seen auditions come in, for say five, six roles in a, in a project, what you're going to see is you'd expect to see a lot of great tapes from the hundreds and hundreds of submissions. What Natasha and I have, have seen are about 80% of, of the submissions that we get are kind of thrown to the bin, which is pretty ridiculous. Like that's most of the people that submit are kind of essentially doing it wrong. You okay with the mic? <laughs> so um, these are things that are totally avoidable. They're it's unbelievable. Every like ten minutes, Natasha will like yell from the room. You have to see this, and then it's like some crazy whether it's whether it's a message, an email, whether it's a tape that they sent in, um, bombarding with questions, all that stuff. So you know, a lot of this stuff is avoidable, and there's a lot of things that we see that if the actors just knew they wouldn't be finding themselves in the trash bin. So I think first, before we get into tapes and stuff, I want to quickly hash out what we've been seeing as tapes are coming in. 
All right. And every time we see something, I have to, I have to record it on my phone so that I remember like what to say to these, to these actors. Um, so I think the first thing that we are seeing is when there's a submission thrown out at them and you don't know, you don't know this. I haven't told you this, but when we throw a submission out, we get emails and messages and texts asking questions just, just about it's like it's like these actors have never submitted before. Some of our questions and messages. One, there was one a couple of days ago where she asked, um, "I don't have a reader. What what do you suggest?" And it's like, well, you're an actor and you 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 have to submit your tape. So I don't I don't know. You just have to find a reader. And if you can't, then you know don't submit. But we've been getting tapes of people just doing their lines, just just doing their lines. None of the other lines, <laughs> just reciting their lines, almost like it's like yeah. a voiceover audition. And of course, when we get that, it goes right to the right to the bin, because what what this really is is it's not really about the what we're getting; it's about what you're not what you're not getting, and that tells me the the level of professionalism, the experience. If someone is is reaching out and asking these questions, it's obviously telling us, okay, well, maybe you haven't done this before, but also. To understand what a casting director goes through. So, like, let me ask you this, and we have covered this. When a casting director puts up a um uh breakdown, what do they go through during that time? And how much time do they have? And how many people do they see? So, based on what you know, when there's a casting director getting breakdowns, what happens? Like in their head and in their timetable. Well, what they're look and for like TV and film, you know, professional SAG stuff, big casting directors, they don't have time to look at your reel, look at your resume, because uh, representatives, agents, and managers, there are so many hundreds of submissions for like one co star, right? And there's going to be 14 co-stars in whatever episode or, you know, all the roles in a movie. It's like, there's so many roles. And for each role, there's going to be five to 500 to 1200 submissions. So they just don't have time to do that stuff. So they're looking at the world of what they're casting, right? If it's a period piece, if it's modern, you know, if it's like gossip girl and they're looking for just gorgeous people, you know what the world of the show is, and then they're going through headshots and they're looking through headshots and who based on these characters kind of looks like they could fit that character in this world. Yeah. That's what they're first and foremost looking at is headshots. Right. From and, hundreds, and hundreds, 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 right. A carousel of just, okay, find me cowboy, find me cowboy. Where's doctor. Okay. Where is, you know, that's why it's really important. Like in your headshot to have, you have say three, four headshots. You've got, adjectives that go along with each type so there is the if you're like you know boy next door girl next door then you've got some sort of wild card you've got something drama something light it's all you're representing say three or four adjectives for each shot which is why when we're doing the carousel i'm looking for doctor and i see a photo that could be doctor it could be trusted friend it could be it could be a bunch of different adjectives but it all falls into that headshot and when we're going through there's so many headshots so all it is is you're kind of zoning in on which one to choose so that's your first thing is when you're submitting 
they're submitting with like, you know, let's say it's a doctor role and they're submitting the biker headshot. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you send me something that does not fall in line with with the character, right? So first and foremost- And uh, hang on, to, to touch on the headshots thing real quick. I've heard this from the horse's mouth of major Emmy-winning uh, casting directors. On Actors Access, backstage, places like those where uh, either your representative submits you or you yourself self-submit, you only need four headshots. Do not do more than that. Do not make them costumey like you were just saying, doctor, cowboy. Don't have a cowboy or a doctor look, you know. Just it's all do, suggestions, right? It's all slight miles yeah, yeah, yeah. that could a whisper of the character. Yeah, it's things that you know. A good one you you mentioned is like guy or girl next door. That kind of sweet sort of look. Maybe something a little bit more dramatic. Because it could you know, be because it could be romantic want, lead, and it could be best friend. It could be a lot of different things. It's not. Yeah, you, you know, don't want more than four. Yeah, nothing more than four. You don't want sometimes like less is more. You don't need, right. you know, shots over the last five years with like 10 to 12 shots. Like, Oh, just give them as many options as possible. Actually, they don't want that. Yeah. They mystery is a mystery is a really helpful thing when you just have a, as much as you have there and they want more. If you have 10 shots and 20 clips of all the stuff from years back, they're going to have more of a reason to kind of throw you to the side because it's when they see more things, they look for more things that they're not looking for. More things that they don't yeah, like. Truly, don't want. Yeah. truly, do not need more than four headshots on your profile. Which I mean, when you submit something, you're picking one. So right. essentially, what I'm saying is, you want four options for your rep to submit or for you to submit. You don't need more than that. Truly. And, and what about reels? So I mean, you know, let me tell you this: one of the submissions last week was a link to their TikTok. And it wasn't even a full email. It was just, <laughs> hey, my stuff's here. And then it was a link to a TikTok. Again, what we're yeah. doing is we're putting in our mind as the casting director. I'm thinking like the casting director. Okay, they don't have time. They don't, they don't have time to like go and search and research and look at links. And it has to be just kind of all there. You're making less work for them. And, and something yeah, as unprofessional as a TikTok that's that tells me that you're not a professional actor. It's simple. Like if you have a TikTok as your portfolio, I'm sorry, but it tells me all I, I need would to say, know. You know, reels are are good if you're like self-submitting, maybe for indie films and things like shorts and features that are more like in the indie nature and you're doing it yourself, maybe a reel so that you know, maybe that project isn't getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of submissions. Maybe it is, but you know, reels for those casting directors, maybe that's something they're into. Um, but like with again, TV and film, they just don't have time. They can look at your resume in two seconds and be like, Oh, Tommy was on so-and-so great. That says recurring. That says co-star that says guest star. Okay. Like I get it. If they really, really need to, that's more like when you're getting down to, right you know, the last five guys or something and you're sending that to the director or the studio. And it's like, we love their tape. They're really great. Is there anything else that we can see them in? Th at that point, a right. reel or clips would be uh, 
beneficial just so before they make the final great let's cast tommy they can just see you in some other things and i believe they kind of prefer clips so like you're in mazel you're in bull they can just be like great let's just see him in mazel real quick okay that's the scene got it you know again they don't really have time to watch a four minute right you know, real that's been edited and watch like a mini movie of all of your work. Sometimes they just don't have time for it, pure and simple. Right. Um, so I would say like have a reel just to have it. It certainly doesn't hurt. And then like kind of everything in your reel, just make it a clip. So that's an option for them, right? On your website, put your reel, go for it. On social media, put your reel, do whatever you want. But in terms of what the TV and film, like for major stuff, they kind of don't have time and it's going to be, if you get, you know, let's just say past a callback and it's between you and a few other people, that's the kind of time that they'll be like, let's see what else he's been in. Let's see what he looks like on film and in TV, right. you know, right. Act- um, actors I would suggest have a reel and then everything in your reel have as like separate clips so that if they don't have time to see, like if they look at your reel and it's like, it's four minutes and 43 seconds. They're like, or we can just watch the minute 15 clip and hit you on diesel, whatever the fuck it's. Yeah. People, people tend to think that, uh, or at least treat their reel. Like it's a library of performances. It's to, it's to show everything that I've done when really the reel is just a little taste for the casting director to see this person can act in a scene and this is kind of what they've done before. Just, just here and there. So my four and a half reel actually can get down to like two minutes. And that way that when a, when a CD sees that two minute reel, they're probably not going to watch the whole thing, but they see a progress bar of two minutes rather than four minutes. They might actually prefer to just watch the thing because they know that it's not going to take five minutes of their time. So knowing the casting director's time frame is really important in structuring your portfolio. So we've got the headshots. We've got the reels, if if you have them. And then and there's, go ahead. One sec, on reels too, they are very important and a great tool when you're trying to get representation. Right. Once you have representation and you're starting to really go out for stuff, I think it's used less and less because they're going to go off your headshots. And again, they just don't have time with hundreds if not thousands of submissions so reels i think actors we uh we tend to really put our eggs in that basket when in reality it does have time and a place right agreed um so now now we're talking about like the actual breakdowns they come out what a lot of people i've been seeing do is not only are they submitting for the wrong totally wrong location. I mean, people from England are submitting for a shoot in Wisconsin. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) I have Chicago, I've got New York, I've got LA, I've got locals in Wisconsin. So what makes you think that when you send me the message, send me the submission, send me everything, and then I have to spend all this time on you, (laughs) that we're going to be able to take you and afford to fly you all the way when we can easily find these actors in our own backyard. So what you're doing is you're telling me that um, I'm tagging basically your, your name to the fact that um, you're kind of wasting my time. And it gives me the sense of uh, sort maybe like that, that you don't know the kind of process of what this really is. Not only, not only geographically, 
but even character wise, I mean, if I'm, I'm throwing out, I was casting a commercial a few months ago and I was getting submissions for a 50s, 60s office worker from 20 year olds, 25 year olds. Uh, a man would be submitting as a woman. Uh, a woman would be submitting for the man's role. And it's like, we've put these breakdowns specifically because they're part of the story, their gender, their body type, their age and all this stuff. Um, and, uh, to not kind of take that into account is again, kind of wasting time. Um, and it goes without saying, but I, I guess clearly based on your experience, it it's not use common sense. There are so many right. times like I I'll see back. I haven't really done self submissions in uh, like since the pandemic. Um, but when I did, you know, if it was like, we are looking for blonde six foot higher with this body. T-, I was like, that's not me. I'm not going to waste their time right. with like something they're literally saying they're not looking for. It's like, yeah, I'm not, you know, like use common sense. Right. If they break down for something and you go, oh, I don't look anything like that, then don't submit. Just they're not going to be like, oh my gosh, look at this person who's totally not <laughs> what we what we want or what we've been looking for. Wow, they're going to get it. It's like that that doesn't really work. Sometimes when there's a wild card, it's like somebody gets thrown in that's just a little different than what what casting was asking for, and they're in as the wild card because there's about five percent of the actors come in that are just a little different. But just if in case you guys want something just a tad different. Yeah, you wanted him to be Middle Eastern, but this is this guy is, uh, you know, he's 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 Western Europe, like whatever. There's just something a little different that might be might be um, refreshing to see in the room, you know. But other than that, the stark differences it's it just wastes it just wastes our time. Um, so and sometimes look, I, there will be weeks. Maybe there's just something to submit for, and that's totally fine. Right. Wait till the next week there will always be more stuff to submit for so don't think like oh well, i just need to submit 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 if you're not right for something just don't waste somebody's time they're going to be seeing enough of the people who are right for it they don't need right. to like wait this person's five six and like doesn't look anything what well, uh, you know don't waste yeah. their time and please for the love of god do not contact casting directors so here they we are, are we're transitioning into are. this we're transitioning into the next thing. guess right. what everybody you're not the only role they're casting <gasps> you're not so they have so much work to do and so much stuff to go through they do not all your job is if you get an audition right you submit if you get something back and says hey adam we would love to see you read for this role it's due on this day. Thank you so much. That's all your job is, is to do your tape, send it in, and let it go. Unless, I, no, it just do your job to how you perceive and interpret the words and the character and all that. You should have all the information you need based on the ba- breakdown and looking around, you know, uh, things before and after in the script, you know, sometimes a character will say something at the top of the page. It's X'd out and you're like, Oh, that actually refers to my character. That happens sometimes. Just take all that information, interpret it as you will and just send it in and you're done and move on. They do not 
to like answer questions uh, like just don't do it yeah if 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 everybody reached out who had a question whether it was about the the piece itself or just like the the dumbest question like like asking um where it shoots or like repeating questions that are answered in the breakdown or um hey do i need a reader or hey which oh god here's one we've been getting all week hey which scenes do do you want us to do it's like well the scenes that we sent you the scenes that we sent you are the ones that we want you to do so then you send those back so automatically when i see that person they they get xed out they get put to the side i doubt that i'll bring them in again because you know it's that's just how it goes um each message takes us what a minute you know we get the notification we have to look we have to open it up okay who's who's who is this what are they asking and then we realize this is a this is a you know, a waste of our time. And then, then that affects casting, casting are people. And when they get the messages, they're actually having to like address everything through backstage. There are people who actors who are submitting, um, after they submit, they send us a message saying that they submitted. So we have to look at the submission and then 10 minutes later, we get another notification. Oh, then they sent us a message. Okay. Well, what's the message? We have to open it up. And then it says, Hey, submitted. Thank you so much. It's like, obviously you submitted. We don't need to look at the message in order for like, it's just a waste of time. And it's not, it'd be great to just not look at the messages, but we have to look at the messages because there are some legitimate questions that are asked. And so, you know, um, saying thank you and uh, following up, you know, again, what's, what is a casting director's day? Like they don't have time to follow up with 2000 people who didn't get it. That's impossible. And, you know, to ask for a follow-up or feedback, especially in film and TV, maybe in musical theater, if you're on Broadway and you're a Broadway actress and you didn't get it, then you say to your manager the next day, hey, why didn't we get it? Get some feedback. Okay. You know what I did today, though? What did you do? Did you ask for feedback? No, I've actually never asked for feedback. <laughs> Good. Um, I, uh, I got an audition for a TV show on Friday that was due today at noon it's a few hours ago i submitted it via we transfer because it was meant to be sent to a email address i don't know why it wasn't just a upload media on actors access i don't know every show is just a little different it's kind of weird but it was uh send tapes to this email address for this television show so i sent it via we transfer so then you can just download it it's incredibly easy so did that saturday like Saturday afternoon. Today, about an hour before noon, you know, WeTransfer sends you a notification when somebody downloads something. So it's, I still had not gotten one that they had like downloaded it. So I just texted my manager and was like, hey, just FYI, I noticed um, so-and-so, you know, they didn't uh, download the tape yet from WeTransfer and it's due in like 55 minutes. Just want to like, make sure that they got it. My manager actually emailed them on Sunday saying, Hey, I assume you guys saw, but Adam self submitted, you know, um, just want to make sure you got it. And they replied, yep, got it. And then like two minutes later, they did download it from WeTransfer. I was like, okay, cool. They saw it. And I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Think about it. They don't. They it don't, is one of those things. I, I'm on like, your side. You, I'm on your side. You submit on Actors Access. They got it. Got it. You've done it. You know, I don't need. Yeah, they have it. But, but oh, they can't keep it. transfer. Track. It's like. Right. Well, 
it's due in like 55 minutes and uh yeah i know for a fact they haven't downloaded it yet right. i just want to make sure that we're all like they have it let's just get a reminder that they can like oh right adam did that on saturday and you know blah 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 right. but again i did all of that via my manager i personally didn't use that email address and go hey gang uh just want to you know that happy monday (laughs) hope you had a beloved weekend yeah none of that um that's what you have representation for and that's right their job to some degree you know and so i went to that person to then talk to casting i didn't use that email address to write to them personally and directly from me right so anyway i did that today it's okay. I'm 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 with you because you know what? With WeTransfer, you are only on your own deadline. How are they going to keep track of a thousand different deadlines for WeTransfer? So good for you for being on it. Honestly, that's that's the difference. Now let's talk about like really quick the questions that you should ask. And sometimes casting will say, "Hey, uh, email us for any questions." So if I say, "Don't get the um," you and usually I I don't think I've ever really done it, but. In, a, in the case where you don't have the FYIs and you don't have the the script and this person, you're not really actually sure, could this be, is this my mom or is this my aunt or is this, I'm not really sure, just the relationship of who this is. If they didn't provide you with that information, then by all means, they're open to questions that are specifically not answered in whatever materials that they submitted for. Um, style, you know, like if they don't give you the style of the shoot, like what they might, you might get the drama comedy, but like, as far as comedy, are we talking about workaholics type comedy? Are we talking about the office type comedy? Are we talking, is mockumentary, is it supposed to be like Guffman mockumentary? Is it supposed to be, you know, the style is, is something that sometimes can kind of get pushed to the side. So those kinds of questions are great. But as far as like, Talking about, um, hey, you know, I might have this thing on this day, two months ahead during your thing. Is it cool if I, you know, talking about the schedule and all that, that stuff can be done like way later. Um, You have to kind of decipher which messages are worth sending and kind of bugging them about. So after the, after the submission, um, we're looking at uh, this week, we had an actor uh, text they texted our director at midnight. Our director, well, who's have, not even on earth, do they have their number? Not see, and we put the production company so that actors can look at and say, okay, yeah, they're, they're a production company that is a very, uh, they're highly active in the festival circuit. They've done a lot of good stuff, the laurels, the productions, all that stuff. And that's pretty good for some actors who are kind of weighing if they want to submit or not, those actors who are a little more intentional. So we put the production company, but what they did was they looked at the production company, they looked up the director, they found the director on either IMDb or his own personal site, and they texted him at midnight. So FYI, the director has nothing to do with casting during this process. They come in at the very, very end when all I've looked at a thousand tapes. I have the hundred of the 10 different roles that I like, and I'm going to give that to him weeks after auditions have happened. And then he looks. So what you're doing is you're sending your stuff to the head honcho who's busy with um, pre-production and shot lists and getting meetings and all sorts of stuff that have nothing to do with the casting process. So you're pissing off the director and then you piss off the casting director because I'm the person that you should be bugging, not him. 
And so what he's doing is he's kind of getting angry at me because I'm not quote unquote doing my job when really you just shouldn't have reached out to those people anyway. So I texted her and I said, you won't be considered for this. I'm sorry. Next time you cannot, you just can't reach out to people like that. And that's, that's the reality. Um, so reaching out to anybody other than the casting director is kind of a no, no. Um, but when you are reaching out to the director, make sure that it's like worth reaching out worth the two minutes for them to like, check out what you're asking and, and yeah. And, and if you ever have like questions about the script or, or sorry, not the script, like, but the science that we're given, you know, make it as short and sweet as possible. If you really, really, really need to ask a question, just be like, you know, I just have a question about this. It's unclear. I just, for the benefit right. of my tape, can you just clear this up? Thank you so much. You know, you don't need to write a novel just really, really quick if you absolutely have to. But usually, I mean, in my experience, the majority of it to do a tape is there. Right. Um, additional, additional problems we're seeing are when submissions come in, there's uh, the resume and then there's another email with a headshot and then there's another headshot and then they send another email with this different shot and it's multiple emails of submissions even just to submit before an audition that's a huge problem that i've been getting is this via like ca uh, ca um, uh, uh, backstage there are a lot of kind of amateur backstage um actors who kind of they're submitting and and maybe they haven't been an actor for a long time, or maybe they don't have a lot of experience. And, and so we're getting a lot of that stuff. Um, but the auditions themselves, I don't know how many vertical auditions we've gotten vertical. You yeah. know, it's crazy recently on like major TV and film stuff that I've gotten, uh, auditions for in the breakdown, like the link that you, when you go to your C mail on, a. Right. Actors access, right? And it's all there. It says there's this has never been there before. And I'm seeing it like in the last six months. And I'm like, this is insane that they have to write this. But apparently, with what you're saying, there's a reason. It says do in like all capitals, it'll be like, do not film this in vertical, like iPhone mode, up and down. Please have it horizontal like widescreen mode. Why would you, like, I just don't get it. I do don't you watch I TV up and down. No, it's goes horizontal widescreen. That's All how right. we, but I wonder if this is like that TikTok generation that you were talking about where it's like everything, you everything know, everything is yeah, vertical it's to go yeah. like that, you know, to get as much of the frame as humanly possible. But like for TV and film, that's not how we watch it. <laughs> but it's so wild that they had to write that because there must be recently maybe like this huge influx of younger people sending vertical stuff. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm not watching it on my phone. Right. You know, you watch it on your computer and then it's this like sliver as opposed to taking up the screen. Yeah. That was great. So apparently it's happening because I keep seeing it and I always kind of chuckle because I'm like, who the yeah. fuck is doing yes yeah it's crazy oh and then you know what let me give you a little bit of advice everybody out there um if you're so doing do that don't do that <laughs> please don't please don't wide 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 always think about how a film is filmed like you have a wide angle um what was the other thing um oh you know what's 
what's really difficult is to buy the self-tape, to actually like believe it. Why? Because we've got this, this drape behind us. There's not camera movement. There's not wardrobe. There aren't other actors. You know, the suspension of disbelief is a little tougher. Um, if you do it right, then you're doing, if, if, if I can believe you, then I can believe you out there. But what needs to kind of shift is when you're doing your slate, hi, I'm Rebecca Wellenzank and I'm um, reading for uh, Karen. Why did you go? She goes right into it, right? There's no, there's, we go from the slate right into the scene. And it's like, no, 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 no. What you're doing is you're, you're giving that disbelief. So you have to separate the, the slate from the scene. Give yourself the, uh, the, the, um, opportunity to get into the scene fresh without coming from I'm Tommy and now I'm character that helps well, not only you get into the character but it helps the person be its own the slate should be its own tape Ab well absolutely but if it does if it says put them all together people aren't actually cutting they're going right from saying their name into the character and it's almost like you see the transition from the the actor into the character. And that's not what we want. I want to believe it. So I want it to go black and then it brings up and then I see the character and it's almost like a fresh start. It's sort of a reset. Um, so I see that a lot, a lot of breaking, a lot of like that sort of break kind of adds to the disbelief. Like I, I just can't buy it because I'm literally watching you go from a person into a character. So it's, it's just harder. It's just harder. Um, the other thing is like the actual setup, you know, we have, two fingers instead of four above our head with the space, the headroom, right? There's a lot of like a lot of space where I'm not going to stay um, invested because I don't have like an aesthetically pleasing tableau that I'm looking at, whether it's a lot of headroom, whether it's you're off center, if you're turning and you're, you don't have nose room, it's all in the back of your head. That's going to be just kind of like, it's kind of irritating to watch. So it's hard to watch. And, and, you know, in a world where we don't have the attention span longer than like, say 30 seconds, it's, it's in our best interest to create as engaging a tape as possible. And with that, we can, we don't, we can't move the camera, of course, but we can move our bodies a little bit and change our body language and, and change the way that we're facing. And while we're talking about facing, we see a lot of like looking at the 45 degree Maybe not that much, but when you're looking at your reader, I'm actually seeing a profile when really I need you to go two inches from the lens and that's your person, that's your eyeline. And of course you can look out behind, uh, behind the, the, the reader or, or split the world, split, go to the other side of the lens and, and look at the horse or whatever it is out there, but they're not really creating a place where I can actually like look at them, see them, watch their reactions because I'm missing a lot of their face because they're looking too far away from the lens. So that happens too. Um, what else? What else? What else have we seen today? Um, uh, da, 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 da. Let me, let me think there was another one that I really wanted to mention. Oh, well, we mentioned the following up the emails like a week later, two weeks later. Wondering like, hey, I didn't hear anything. And I'm wondering if it's still, it's like, dude. Listen, listen, when you submit, you're done. When you submit your tape, whether you email it, whether you submit on backstage or actor's access, once you submit it, let it go, leave it alone, you're done. Right. If they want you, 
you'll hear about it. And if you don't hear about it, that's your answer, right? This is common sense. <laughs> you just, when you're done, throw your sides in the trash and move on. Right. I think what it is, is it's, it's, a, it's if actually- you hear, If you don't, you don't. If you didn't right. hear, then that's, that's what it is. You know, it, what it tells me is if you're so strung out on this one audition and it's been like a week or two and you're still waiting on it, that tells me that you don't have enough to work on. It tells me that you're not professional. It tells me that, you know, you, you aren't, uh, you haven't been in this business long enough to realize that the audition, sub, the audition process ends when you submit, you know, and that's it. Um, but there's something to owning the like lack of desperation knowing that you're you're doing the audition and then you're done it tells the casting director that you've got other things going on you're not hung up on this one thing that's going to make you fulfilled and happy and and you're wondering why it hasn't happened yet so you know again casting are people and when they get the messages or they read what you're doing or they they you're you're asking to follow up 2 weeks later it's just telling it's giving them a message saying that you're a little bit too desperate for this thing anyway, you know? Um, but when you can kind of just like leave it and, and go off and do the next thing, that's an attractive thing to people who kind of want what they can't have that sort of vibe where it's like, Oh, they have other things. Yeah, nobody ever wants that email. Like, Oh, Hey, am I still like it? That unless right you're on check avail, right? Un unless you're on hold or check avail, and you need to say, "Hey, we haven't heard anything. I'm not released. Have, have you? Have you guys cast this or what? What's going on?" That's okay, right? I mean, yeah. Again, you, my point being, like, nobody wants that message, and that right there is kind of a red flag. Like, it just—it's not a good look. Right. It's not a good look. And if you're the casting director, the director, whoever, you get that and it's like, uh, that's annoying. Like, they sh yeah, you should annoying. know that that's not what you do. And it, it, it looks weird. It Like you said, it looks desperate. It just, it's not a, a good look. And yeah, I just don't do that. Submit yeah. and you're done. And the the last thing that that I want to mention is this this the production status the the union status of what it is whether it's local hire modified modified low budget um we're we're casting something in Wisconsin and we are looking at local actors in Wisconsin we're also looking at Chicago actors obviously right and the idea is it's modified local which means if you can get yourself to from Chicago to set we'll put you up if it's more than a day or two that you're filming but. And we'll we'll pay for mileage, but if you're flying from LA or Florida or wherever, we're, we're, we can't pay for that. It's a modified local. That means that we can pay for your mileage and and um, lodging, but we're not bringing people from outside of of whatever yeah. market that is. So what we're having is when we see when we put we've taken the time to write in the the breakdown. This is modified local, mileage and uh, and and lodging included out of state, flying in, you're on your own dime, whatever. Then we have actors sending us messages. Hey, I'm from Atlanta wondering if I can audition for this. Well, I read the thing, I guess. Yeah, sure. But I, you know, it's another like minute or two of my time to tell you that, no, we've got enough people where we are. And if you're expecting to get a plane ticket, which if you just read the breakdown, we, you wouldn't be confused, you know, and rem remember that we might be seeing 2000, 
people, we might be seeing 500, but that means that there are, say, 2,000 people who are sending us avoidable questions, 2,000 people who are taking more time from us. So when you're reaching out or doing things, remember that like whatever you're doing, multiply that by 2,000. And that's that's the kind of <laughs> yeah. Again, lack of time. they're not the only role that they're doing. Right. Yeah, my, my kind of last two cents to wrap this up is just use good common sense. Read everything before you start shooting off emails and asking questions read all the information. If it looks like you're right for it, great, then submit. If you're not right for it, don't waste people's time. And don't waste people's time in general. They won't have time to get back to your emails. Right. Do your audition, do your tape in horizontal camera mode. That should be a no-brainer. Send it off, and then you're done. If you hear back, great. I hope you go to get a, a callback. I hope you, you know, get it. If you don't hear anything, that's your answer. That's it. Just use that's your it. just use common sense. All right, everybody. Well, um, I hope that helped. And uh, to be honest, you know, I've done a lot of this stuff. I have reached out to the production just to say, hey, I would love to, you know, I have I had done that in my first couple of years, and I realized like, oh, look, I didn't get called in. So this is stuff that like I have I have done some of this stuff. It's not that you're, you know, a bad actor or you know, you're you're not supposed to be here or something. These, these mistakes are kind of meant to be made. And when you make them remember that mistake and, and, and learn from it. Um, it, you're not only auditioning for this project, you're also auditioning for the next project that casting director has. So everything you do right now could easily come back in, in a year in five and 10. So, um, anyway, hope that helped you guys. If you have any questions, um, feel free to email me, Tommy at workingactorpro.com. I'd be happy to go through the do's and don'ts with you. You can find out more about Before the Break and how to become a working actor at workingactorpro.com. Follow us on Instagram at Before the Break Pod and Working Actor Pro. Check out Adam's stuff at adamdecarlo.com. Follow him at that Adam DeCarlo and my stuff at tommybeardmore.com. Follow me at what is it? What is it, Adam? I'm Tommy, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm Tommy, by the way. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a rating, and write a review if you like what you heard. Check back next week for an all-new episode with an all-new guest. Going to change that. Okay. Well, that's it, Adam. God bless you. Bye. Have a, have a blessed day. Hashtag that blessed. Bye. You've been listening to Before the Break. The hosts are Tommy Beardmore and Adam DiCarlo. Cover art by Amanda June Boucher. Music by Benjamin Sterley. Before the Break is recorded live from Los Angeles and New York City.